Hello and welcome to third podcast on geometrical or reoptics wherein we will focus on plane and spherical mirrors and for ease of absorption for the listener we will divide this discussion into two podcast in the first podcast we will cover the foundational elements while in the second podcast on plane and spherical mirrors we will focus on images formed by plane concave and convex mirrors in different scenarios now before we proceed any further note that in geometrical or ray optics we oversee or ignore the wave nature of light meaning we ignore the fact that a parallel beam of light has a natural tendency to diffract meaning flare up as it moves something we refer to as diffraction and we will also ignore for now the interference of light waves in other words we will ignore the fact that light rays coming from a source as they get reflected or refracted from a spherical mirror or a lens undergo some degree of interference of light waves as they may be slightly out of phase on, on account of different lengths of path traveled or different amount of distance traversed through a medium of higher refractive index such as a lens anyways bottom line is we will not worry ourselves about the interference or diffraction phenomena when studying images formed by mirrors or spherical refracting surfaces or thin lens with that let's revisit some key terms which we which will facilitate our discussion on plane and spherical mirrors so starting with real and virtual images and the key distinction between the two real images can be seen on a screen and they exist irrespective of whether there is a observer or not for example image formed by a projector on a projector screen virtual images on the other hand cannot be seen on a screen but rather they give an impression to the observer that the image is there for example a mirage as observed in deserts or on roads on a hot day with sun rays nearly horizontal to the surface okay moving on now before we talk about other key terms such as center and radius of curvature of mirrors their focal point the principal axis their parax the paraxial rays the object and the image distance and the magnification factor let's briefly talk about the sign convention that we will follow in these discussions okay so there are two sign conventions that are conventionally in use one uses the cartesian coordinate system as followed by ncrt sc verma and state boards wherein once you define an axis along the principal axis with zero at the pole that is the intersection point of the principal axis in the mirror all distances on one side of the pole typically the right side are taken to be positive and all distances on the other side of the pole are taken to be negative now this sign convention is seemingly straightforward and the only drawback is that the equation of mirror and equation of a thin lens have different signs for 1 by u term recall that the equation of spherical mirror is 1 by v plus 1 by u is equals to 1 by f with u and v being the object and image distance from the pole respectively and f is the focal length or distance of foci from the pole 
Now, in case of thin lens, the equation is 1 by V minus 1 by U is equals to 1 by F. So, one needs to be careful and perhaps an easy way to remember is that in case of mirrors, the real object and real image are on the same side of the pole. So the sign of 1 by V and 1 by U terms are the same. While in case of lens, real object and real images are on the opposite side of the pole. Meaning, V and U will be opposite in signs for real object and real images. And is why they have opposite signs in the equation. Anyways, so what about the other sign convention? In the other sign convention, distances associated with real objects and real images are taken to be positive and distances associated with virtual images and objects are taken to be negative. In other words, object distances in the space of incident rays are taken to be positive and image distances in the space of reflected or refracted rays are taken to be positive. This sign convention has been followed in Resnick and Halliday and if you prefer this system, refer to the hub section. But if this is the first time you heard about the sign convention, then don't worry about it. We will follow the Cartesian convention in the audio podcast. But if you are wondering what's the advantage of this seemingly odd sign convention, well the equations for mirrors and lens turn out to be the same as per this sign convention. And the equations are 1 by i plus 1 by p equals to 1 by f, wherein i is the image distance from the pole and p is the object distance from the pole. And in all honesty, once you become comfortable with this sign convention, it is as convenient as the other sign convention. Bottom line is go with whatever you are comfortable with. They are both equally good. With that, let's talk about the other key terms, starting with the center of curvature. Center of curvature is a point where perpendiculars at two different points of the spherical surface would meet. Or in layman terms, the center of the sphere. Note that for plane mirrors, the center of curvature would be at infinity as the perpendiculars at any two points of the plane mirror would never meet. Okay, what about the radius of the curvature? Well, as the name suggests, it is simply the distance of any point on the spherical or plane mirror from its center of curvature. So in case of plane mirrors, the radius of curvature would be infinity. Now, as for the sign convention for the radius of curvature, if the center of curvature is on the positive side of the pole, R would be taken positive, else it will be negative. Hope you are able to figure out the signs for radius of curvature of a convex and a concave mirror as per the Cartesian sign convention. Moving on, let's talk about the focal point and the focal length. Focal point is the point where the parallel incident rays meet or appear to meet after reflection from the mirror. And if you recall, the key condition for all the rays to meet at the focal point is that the rays should be paraaxial, meaning they should be close to the principal axis. As the rays farther away will intersect the principal axis at a slight distance towards the pole. If you didn't get the last part, don't worry about it. Now the distance of focal point from the pole is called the focal length 
and in case of spherical mirrors it is r that is the radius of curvature divided by 2 okay now let's briefly touch upon the magnification factor so magnification factor is simply the ratio of the height of the image divided by the height of the object conventionally if the image is upright same as the object then the height of the image is taken to be a positive quantity and as such the magnification factor will be a positive number else it will be a negative number and that covers the foundational elements for our podcast on plane and spherical mirrors